0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is my interview with the writers of Loose, Julius Ona, and J.C. Lee.
1: What happened with Miss Wilson? What'd oh, she say? I'm not a liar. We all
0: misread signals. I can tell the difference between miscommunication and provocation. She's saying I threatened her. It's Where? my son being accused of a crime? You don't conform to what she wants, and suddenly you're the enemy. This woman's gone through a mental breakdown. He's lying, Dan. This is not okay. Just remember how things are organized around here. Hello, everyone. I am talking right now with Julius Ona and JC Lee, the writers of the new indie hit film from Neon called Loose. It made its debut earlier this year at the Sundance Film Festival, where I had the pleasure of seeing it. And then once again, showed at the Tribeca Film Festival, where I saw it again. And most recently, I have now seen it for a third time. This will not be the first time you have heard me say on this podcast that this is so far my favorite film of 2019, and I am so extremely honored and happy to have Julius and JC here with me. How are you two doing today?
2: Uh, we're thrilled, and uh, we're extremely honored to be talking to, to you as well. I mean, that uh, to see the movie three times, um, you make something and you hope somebody will see even half of it or yeah. watch 20 minutes we're of it. so Walk out of it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, Matt. That's very kind of you.
0: Yeah, I think it is personally uh, the best piece of America uh, cinema, American cinema I have seen so far this year, in all honesty. Because uh, quite honestly, to me, no film has captured this year what it feels like to be an American in 2019 as much as Loose. Uh, so I want to actually kind of start with maybe the crux of that, though. Uh, JC, where did the idea for Loose come from?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it came from a film few places. I mean, I guess one of them is that I really identify with Luce as a character. I grew up biracial, and so people just don't know what my makeup is. And so I was able at a really young age to sort of sneak in and out of different groups and learn their languages and code switch and learn their anxieties. And so I identify with Luce on that level, sort of like the the ability of a young person to navigate all of these different kinds of groups and then to use that to their advantage. And I think the other part of it was I worked in uh, public schools in the Bay Area for a little while, and I met a lot of very well-intentioned white liberal parents who sometimes their politics and their belief systems uh, didn't always comport with their behavior in the world. And I was very interested in the space between those two things, uh, exploring that space. And so the play began as an exploration of that um, and then became sort of the story that it is now.
0: Great. That's awesome to hear, actually, because I, I do feel like the film does draw upon something that feels personal. I, I myself, I've not seen the play, but the story itself definitely harkens to something like that. So I'm really actually glad to hear that background in that context. Julius, what for you drew you to loose?
2: Well, much like J.C., um, I, too, went through um, uh, a childhood with a very malleable identity. I was born in Nigeria. I moved to America when I was 10, to Arlington, Virginia, where the story is set. And I'd lived a life um, of constantly shifting from one perspective to another, um, even within my own household. There was a part of my life where... I'm an American. There's a part of my life where I'm African-American and part of my life where I'm an African immigrant. My father, who was a diplomat from Nigeria, uh, when we were with him, I lived in relative privilege. And when he left, my mom um, uh, worked at McDonald's and, and, um, you know, I lived in, uh, uh, you know, subsidized housing. And um, uh, I had a year in New York City as an undocumented immigrant. So um, as I lived in these different contexts, I also had to learn how to uh, make people comfortable with who I was. I also had to code switch. I also had to, as I said, put on different masks. Um, And and it forces you to uh, adapt to all these environments. But then at a certain point, you're also asking yourself the question, well, which one is the real one? Which one is the real me? So when I read the play and I was like, a story of a guy who moves to America roughly the same age as I did and had to shift through all these different identities I joked with JC I was like it's like you peered into my head and and, and found this experience that I'd lived and so so I think we were both just coming from this place where we had lived a version of what, what Luce was going through, and the questions the character he was, was asking himself are questions we both ask ourselves.
0: Wow. Uh, it's very rare that you will find uh, a story such as this that will obviously connect to two of the most important people that are on the project together. Uh, but I do feel like in many ways, this is a very universal uh, story that can appeal to a lot yeah. of people, uh, because it's not just one thing. Uh, That was the thing about loose for me, why I've seen it so many times, it keeps revealing new layers of itself to me. Um, Tell me about what it was like, uh, the process of adapting from the play to the screen, because you both wrote it together, so I want to hear a little bit about what that collaboration was like
1: again, as you said, it's such a rare thing to find someone who shares a working vocabulary, but also is interested in creating the kind of complicated story that I think Luce needed to be to be a successful film. And Julius and I just share this sort of dogged pursuit of the most clear articulation of what we're trying to accomplish. And so we were We both sort of would just constantly go back and forth with each other. like It it was like rearranging scenes and rewriting scenes and then, oh, maybe pulling something from one draft and marrying it to something in another draft. And I think both of us were sort of are blessed with not being precious about anything. We're sort of like, let's get the movie as tight and as clean and as clear as we can, because we both knew in order to make something as challenging as we were trying to do, we needed to be very clear, crystal clear in each scene with each word uh, that it was serving the story and serving the purpose of the characters and what we were trying to accomplish.
2: It has to be added, though, that we were starting with a very brilliant foundation, which was the amazing play that J.C. read. The moment I was done reading it, I just said, wow, what an opportunity to... To take the brilliant questions he was asking and doing it in a way that wasn't prescriptive, wasn't didactic, but was trusting the audience to have the intelligence and the wherewithal to walk away from a story this complex and be able to not just understand it, but then to, um, you know, uh, uh, really dig in deeper and start to try and find some of their own answers. So then, from there, it was really taking that robust foundation, and you know, I like to call it expanding it vertically and horizontally, because that's how I was taught. Um, and horizontally, in the sense of creating more plot. So, taking these characters, adding a few more characters, taking some of the things that you know would be done in the play through dialogue, and just. Trying to find situations and, and, and scenarios where we could dramatize some of those ideas. Um, and then thematically also expanding it a little bit more, which again comes from adding more characters, you know, uh, having a very specific context like Arlington, Virginia, and that world. And as JC said, you know um, that the back and forth I think is a really healthy part of the process. And what I love about working with JC is he's not precious. I mean, what, the very thing he was saying, like there were things he would be like, "Oh, we don't need that from the play. It's not." And I'd be like, "Oh, but I love that. Even just if it was a line <laughs> of dialogue, be like it's such a beautiful, you know, uh, written so beautifully. Let's find a way to keep that in." But it always had to be justified. And I think that 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 was the thing, right? Not being precious about losing or keeping things, but always just making sure that it was justified by who these people were and the decisions they needed to make to tell the story, and then from there, the themes can emerge organically.
0: You talked before about not being precious necessarily. So I I imagine that extends over to casting. Uh, Can you tell me a bit what the casting was like? Because, JC, I would imagine that you have a pretty strong idea of who these characters are. Uh, but obviously in two different uh, formats to stage and on the screen. Uh, sometimes that can be the same people, other times it's not. Uh, tell me what it was like finding these particular actors for these roles and what that experience was like.
1: Yeah, I'll just say, I mean, I, I'll let Julius talk more specifically about each actor and, and how they came to the to the project. I'll say I always view these things as a collaboration, right? So you have a version of a character in your head and on a page. And the goal is to find a person who can then come in and collaborate with that material to elevate it into something new and different and more interesting and exciting. And I feel like we were so blessed on this movie because every single actor in every single part did that. Every single actor took material that is really thorny and challenging and difficult and made it accessible and easy and deeper. And I'll let Julius talk to how like, uh, We got to each person. Yeah, I mean, look, casting-wise, as JC said, you want to have people who are willing to
2: collaborate, but then the other uh, aspect of that is you also want people who are willing to take ownership of these roles. So for me, uh, from a directing standpoint, if you have to constantly tell people who the character is, then they're probably not the right person for the role. What you want is somebody who has a kind of innate understanding of it, and you're just helping shape and guide. So um, I love Naomi Watts. I think she's brilliant. And when we were uh, adapting this in the writing process, she was the person I, I was really envisioning because i wanted to work with her since seeing her work in uh, Mulholland Drive when I was in film school and just, uh, or theater school actually for undergrad. Um, and I was like, holy shit, this woman is brilliant. And she just comes with this sense of, Real warmth, but also intelligence that I thought would humanize Amy. So as her character plunges on this journey she's taking, kind of a a self-discovery and awakening, you could go on that journey with her. And then Octavia, who's another person who's at the top of the list, I mean, just what a brilliant, formidable actress who has uh, this strength to her and to also get to see her do something different or or a bit Mm -hmm. different from what she'd done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, They were our kind of two first anchors. Um, and, and then, you know, Tim came kind of organically, um, as we were trying to figure out who would work well with Naomi with the trust and an intimacy, and they have to do some pretty intimate things in a movie. And it was just a funny coincidence that they'd done funny games with each other. Um, Haneke is somebody who I love a tremendous amount and cachet was a bit of an influence stylistically for me in how I wanted to approach this film from a directorial standpoint, Um, But the real tricky part was always going to be loose. You know, there's no list that you can go to. of you're the great actors who won Oscars or whatever, um, who can play a 17 year old former child soldier, you have to go find that person. And um, I thought it would end up being somebody who was coming from like a theater background or whatever the case might be. Um, But uh, Calvin just sort of emerged, and I'd had this breakfast with him. Uh, he was asking a bunch of questions about the movie that made me think he didn't understand the role, so then he wouldn't be able to take ownership of it. But he was actually punking me, because um, then he came and sent an audition tape that blew all of us away. I was just stunned. And I realized he was basically pulling a bit of a loose, coming in really unassuming, <laughs> getting all the information he needed, and he was actually in complete control of that, not me. Um, and when when you see somebody do something like that, you know they have a version of the character in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I understand completely what, it, what you mean, because to me, this is pitch-perfect casting. I Honestly, every time I've watched it, I never exactly know what Luce's intentions are, and it's intentionally kept vague that way, and it leaves open just so many different levels of interpretation uh, throughout. And that highlights the suspense of it all. So for... Kelvin Harrison Jr. to walk that fine line is just a testament to what a great actor he really is. For, for JC, uh, what was like the process uh, for you in terms of coming from? I, I know you had done some producing and writing in television before, but from moving from TV and theater to film, uh, how has that transition been like for you on this project?
1: I mean, I had a, I had and continue to have a lot of trust and faith in Julius as a leader, and so. Uh, really I was very very hands off I mean I I was sort of would engage I engaged only in so far as it would be helpful to Julius on set and in his process with the actors I think I'm really I'm really one of these people who believes firmly in surrounding yourself with everyone who you believe will just do their job well and that you just have faith in them yeah. and that you're there to support them and so I always felt like, and, you know, Julius and I obviously work very closely together. We stay in touch. And so, you know, there, it would be a late night phone call or an email from set or, you know, we would, we would have these conversations when it would be helpful to the process in terms of crystallizing something or if we needed a rewrite on something, uh, I would be there to support it. But in terms of the, the process of the film and making the film, I, was, I fully trusted Julius to sort of lead it forward. This has been a really, really great
0: conversation, and I'm really, really happy to get some insight from the two people behind what has been so far my favorite film of 2019. I know for a lot of people that are listening to this, they may not have seen Loose yet as it continues to expand to their uh, marketplace. So tell me this much without giving away any spoilers, because this is truly a very twisted movie (laughs) with a lot of surprises in store. From both of you, in your own words, what is the ultimate message you want people to take away from Loose?
1: That multiple truths can exist in the same space, and that it must force us to reckon with our own perceptions, uh, perceptions of ourselves, perceptions of others, and how that builds the world we live in. Uh, uh, For for Julius, uh,
2: it's pretty much the same thing, maybe in slightly different words. It's it's this idea that we have to be willing to stand outside of our own experience and our perspective and to not make the assumption that what we think we know or believe is the sole answer. There's oftentimes when we deal with these kinds of issues that are so complex, there's a certain arrogance that some people have that, oh, I'm woke or I got it. I'm, I'm already beyond this or that I'm not capable of some of the internal biases that the movie is exploring, and they either shut down, shut off, or push it away. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the only way we can have the real conversation and ask about how power and privilege works in this country is to try and challenge ourselves to see how we all contribute to the system. Because the truth of the matter is, no matter who you are, even if you think you are apathetic or apolitical, you're contributing to the system by choices you make, just in terms of how you treat other, other people. And, and, and your, your, your choice to not be involved or to stay above the fray the is a political choice at the end of the day. Um, so um, it is important for us to know that there is no one-size-fits-all truth or answer, and that we all contribute to the world we live in, and we all have to stand outside of our own experience and consider the much bigger picture beyond ourselves.
0: Choices are extremely important, and we must be held accountable for those choices. So I hope that everyone that's listening right now makes the right choice to go see Loose being distributed by Neon in theaters August 2nd. Please, 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 please. I implore you all to check out this film. Julius, JC, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about this remarkable film. I really, really hope others will come to see it for what it is as
2: well. Thank you, Matt. You're a, you're a rock star. We appreciate all the support, man. You're so awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. You two have a great day. You Take care. Too.
2: Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my
0: interview with the writers for Loose, Julius Ona, and JC Lee. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, PlayRefM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend over at Patreon for $1 minimum a month. You can get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.